0: Some of the things that make us feel like we're loving God so much are actually things that God doesn't consider all that important. If by representing our love for him, we are only focused on prayer and reading our Bibles and going to church and worshiping, but not focused on small everyday things that happen with the people we do life with then we're not actually loving God in the fullness of how he desires to be loved. To God, it's a pretty big deal that we would love people in a way that makes them feel loved because he considers it important. And all of the little things that make people realize that they are not alone in the world may seem somewhat insignificant in our own eyes. But to them and to God, it's actually a really big deal. What's up, everyone, and welcome to the Making Room Podcast, where we clear out the clutter and make more room for God to move in our lives. I'm your host, Paul Radke, and it's an honor to have you with me today. We're going to be discussing something that is pretty important to me right now. It's something I've been focusing on a lot, and that is, am I loving God the way he desires to be loved, or am I loving him in a way that makes me feel like I'm loving him well? And there's a pretty big difference between the two sometimes, uh, because some of the things that make us feel like we're loving God so much are actually things that God doesn't consider all that important. Mm. Things that God thinks are good, things that God wants us to do, but not the heart of who God is. And uh, I've kind of been through this with my relationship with Madison too, in that I loved her the way... It made me feel good to love her, not in the way that made her feel loved. When we first got together, uh, I was really big, and I still am, uh, big into the grand gestures, right? We're going to go on the fancy vacations. We're going to go to the fancy restaurants. I'm going to show up with fancy gifts. Um, it, It was all about the next big thing that I was going to do so that she felt loved, And eventually, after some back and forth, it came out that all of those big things were great, and she did feel loved during those moments, but I was being a little neglectful or a lot of of neglectful uh, in everyday, ordinary things, right? Because life is more about the mundane, ordinary, everyday things than it is about the big vacations and the big events that we attend. I mean, those are all small specks in time. But life is a whole lot more just about who's going to take out the dishes and who's going to vacuum the floor and and who's going to do these small mundane things around the house or for one another that don't seem like that they're that big of a deal all individually. But when you stack them all together, they actually mean a whole lot more than all of the big things that I was focusing on. And one of those small things is actually something kind of funny. Uh, we would go to the movies quite a bit. And we'd always get a large drink or something. Uh, And I just would leave the drink there when the movie was over. Uh, It was an empty cup. They were coming in to clean. I see them right there. They're about to sweep up everything. Not a big deal for them to throw that away, making their way to clean up the rest of the auditorium. But Madison thought it was a really big deal that I would leave the cup. She really wanted me to pick the cup up and throw it away. And, and she would do it and kind of do it in a huff, if we're going to be honest. Uh, and, and that annoyed me that she would get huffy about something so small and, and so seemingly insignificant. But after going back and forth about it quite a bit, I mean, this went on for a while, uh, as stupid as it is to say. It went on for a while. And to me, it, it just seemed so ridiculous that I would almost intentionally not do it just because it annoyed me that it annoyed her that I didn't do it. And yeah, I'm a bit of an antagonist sometimes. So, <laughs> But eventually it came out that she felt like because I wouldn't do it and it was important to her that I didn't consider her feelings important. and And I didn't care about the things that she cared about. It was important to her that we would be the kind of people that throw it away instead of expecting somebody to do it when they're cleaning up everything else. And because I didn't consider it a big deal... Uh, I didn't really focus on it, but when she put it that way, it put it in a new perspective for me because it wasn't just about an empty cup that was going to be thrown away by somebody. It was about doing something that demonstrated that I cared about what she cared about, that I would do it not because it meant so much to me, not because it made me feel like I was loving her well, but because it made her feel loved that I would do it. And as, as insignificant as that example is, it, it actually puts a lot of things in perspective in our relationship with God, because there's a lot of things that we don't consider all of, all of that important, but to God, it's actually really important. To God, it's really important how we treat the people around us. To God, it's really important how we treat our neighbors, our literal neighbors, and, and just the people that we do life with. It's really important to God how emotionally available we are to our children and to our spouses. It's really important to God that we love them in a way that makes them feel loved, not just in a way that makes us feel like we're loving them. And we often don't equate those things directly with God, right? We know it's a good thing to be emotionally available to our spouse and to our children. At least I hope we know that. Um, uh, we know that it can make a difference in relationships when we decide that we're going to cook and clean, not make sure that the other partner has a hand in it. You know, we just make the decision that we're going to do it for them because it'll make them feel loved. We're going to make the bed. We're going to fold the towels, all of this, you know, seemingly insignificant stuff when it comes to our relationship with God. But to God, it's actually a pretty big deal to God. It's a pretty big deal that we would love people in a way that makes them feel loved because he considers it important, not because we consider it important. He called us to be a representative of his love for his people and, and for the world around us. And if by representing our love for him, we are only focused on prayer and reading our Bibles and going to church and worshiping, but not focused on small everyday things that happen with the people we do life with, then we're not actually loving God in the fullness of how he desires to be loved because loving people is in the little things. It it took me a long time to understand this in my relationship with Madison is that the little things meant a a really, they meant big things to her. Uh, All the everyday, small, ordinary things um, she had a <laughs> she had a pretty, to my mind, a pretty complex Starbucks order, and it took me, uh, you know, I didn't prioritize remembering it, but it took me a while to remember it. Um, and, and finally, I did. And when I remembered it, she smiled because it made her feel loved. It made her feel loved for me to remember that she likes a venti iced soy chai tea latte with one shot affogato. That that meant something to her. And it didn't seem like that would mean like I like, like I didn't equate me remembering her Starbucks order to her feeling loved. Like it didn't seem that significant, but to her it was. And it's not until we change our perspective to not love God the way we think it should look like to love God, but we actually love God in a way that represents him well to others. It's kind of like the, the, the father or the mother, that works really hard to, to bring home a, a good living, to provide financially, but, but in their working hard and working long hours and, and earning all of this extra money so that they can go on vacations and, and have a good life here, have a nice home, have nice cars, all of that stuff that we say we do for our children and for our families. And working hard, a lot of times we neglect the people that we love the most emotionally. And because we uh, are working so hard and we are so stressed out about our jobs, when somebody needs something from us emotionally, we don't handle it well because we are already overloaded. But I've discovered through uh, just hearing other people's journeys, discovering my own journey and, and walking that out, that being emotionally available and providing for your family Uh, By being present, not just with your physical body, but actually all of you being present in the moment, thinking about them, caring about them, um, not just in a financial sense, but in an emotional sense, means far more moving forward in life than how many times you're able to go to Disney World. It means far more to the people that surround us. About how we remember the little things about them and care about the little things and, and do small acts of kindness that that most people in their life don't do, that makes them feel loved. That makes them feel cared about. That makes them feel seen. And when they feel loved and cared about and seen, they feel safe. And when they feel safe, they feel more themselves and they don't feel like they have to stand on, you know, put up pretenses around you and walk on eggshells around you so that we don't upset you know, our husbands or our wives or our fathers or mothers, um, it's hard to have relationship with people that you have to walk on eggshells with all the time. It's hard to get close and have a deep emotional connection with somebody that always seems too busy for you. And just like that father or mother would be mistaken to focus more on their job and finances than they would the emotional well-being of their family, it's important for us to focus on the emotional well-being and how the people that God loves feel cared for, not just on what makes us feel like we're caring for them. Uh, really easy examples of this is that we talk about going to church and reading our Bibles and praying and worshiping and how important those things are, and they are. But we often talk about them in a way that, that demonstrates that it's, we're doing it for God, like like we're going to church so that we can spend time with God and we're reading our bible to spend time with God and we're praying to spend time with God because it makes God feel loved but all of those things being important and worshiping worshiping him being important uh God doesn't really need those things we do um God doesn't need us to pray without ceasing we need to pray without ceasing to stay connected to him um God doesn't need us to read His Word, He knows His Word, but we don't know His Word. That's why we have to read it, so that we can know the promises and grab hold of the commandments that He's given us. Um, he doesn't need us to worship Him. He He's worshipped all of the time in heaven. Worship never ceases in heaven. He doesn't need our our measly human being worship. He delights in it. He enjoys it. He desires it. But He doesn't need it. And when those are the things that we focus on the most that we consider doing for God, we are neglecting the much larger picture of who God has called us to be. God has not called us to be people that follow him and demonstrate that by going to church and reading their Bibles and praying and worshiping. God has called us to demonstrate that we love him and follow him by the way that we love others. He's, he's called us to demonstrate how much we love him by how well we love the people around us. And, and all of the little things that we think aren't that important, that just make people feel seen and cared for, um, all of the little things that that make people realize that they are not alone in the world may seem somewhat insignificant in our own eyes. But to them and to God, it's actually a really big deal. It's a really big deal when you hear about the family that's struggling to buy groceries and you show up with a box of groceries. Now, I know that, that we strive to do works of kindness and stuff like that, but I'm not just talking about the, these big severe cases where, where the people are starving and then we finally show up with a box of food. I'm talking about the people that, that just need a little helping hand every once in a while and you'd never know it because they would never ask you for help. They would never sign up for the food pantry list. They would never sign up because they don't consider themselves in need enough to need these things. But when we just show up with it because we love them and want to be a demonstration of God's love toward them, that could really, really have a big impact on somebody's heart. When we do things that we don't necessarily care about, but because it means something to somebody else, we do it. And and what are the things in your life right now that that you are trying your best to love somebody by doing the things that makes you feel like you're loving them and not doing the things that make them feel loved? What are, you, what are you doing in your relationship with God that makes you feel like you're loving him well so you spend hours in your prayer closet, but you're not focused on the things that actually make him feel loved? He said this about... Uh, the people that that are really serving him well, he said that I was in prison and you visited me. I was naked and you clothed me, I was hungry and you fed me. And and they said, Lord, Lord, when did we when were you in prison and we visited? And when were you hungry and we fed you? And he said, As you have done unto the least of these you have done unto me. And the small things, the little things insignificant things that make people feel seen, that make people feel heard, that make people feel loved are really important to God. And it might not feel like you're doing it for God. In fact, it shouldn't feel like you're doing it for God. I think if the only reason that we do good things is because we're doing it for God, then we've missed the mark. It's gotta be, it's gotta come from a purer place than that. We've gotta do good things and do our best uh, to to help those in need, not because God commands it, but because we desire to actually help those that are in need. It goes deeper than than surface level. It goes deeper than just it looks good on the outside. It actually cuts to the heart of who you are. It, am I only taking care of my family because that makes me look like a good Christian? Or am I taking care of my family because I love them and, and want to do things that show them that I appreciate them and love them? I think right now, too often, we are so focused on trying to achieve the next big miracle or the next big revival or the next big worship session that we are missing the mark on everyday life, on things that happen Monday through Saturday, not just on Sunday. And my relationship with God can't just be a Sunday morning thing. And it can't just be uh, an every day of the week, couple of hours thing. It has to be a 24-7, 365 thing. It has to be something that I'm dedicated to loving God by loving others well, even when it doesn't feel like it has anything to do with God, because I know that it means something to God when I care for the people he cares about. When I care about the things that God cares about from a pure place, from a place of we just want to love them well, we just want to love God well, not not I have to do it or else I'm going to be punished. Not I've got to do this or else God won't love me. No, God will always love me. Even though I may build up walls of separation between me and him, God will always love me and try to reach me. But it's also up to me to tear down the walls that separate us. It was up to me to tear down the walls that separated me and Madison. It was walls that I had built up. From the life that I had lived and the traumas that I had gone through and until I was willing to tear some of those walls down, I couldn't develop a closer connection with her. Until I was willing to love her the way she needed to be loved, not in the way that made me feel like I was loving her well. It's not until I got to that place that we actually built a stronger relationship. And we still have and continue to work on our relationship. If you're in a long-term committed relationship, it's not just you work on it and then you got it. It, It's continually working on it. And just like a marriage is that way or or having a significant other is that way, uh, it is the same way in our relationship with God. It's not that I do this, this, and this, and I got it, but it's that we continually work on this relationship. I continually try to go in deeper. I continually try to be who he's called me to be. And I mess up and I make mistakes and I don't love well. I don't love him well. I don't love others well, but I pick up my, I pick myself up, dust myself off. And I attempt to do it again and again. I try again and again and again, not in just the big things, but in the everyday small things. I hope that you will hear this message and realize that oftentimes our priorities are so mixed up and we don't even realize it. It took, uh, it took God really getting a hold of me for me to realize my priorities were messed up. When I was pastoring, I prioritized being a pastor and, and that position more than I prioritized Madison on a repeated basis. And it wasn't until I realized that I couldn't be a good pastor or a good minister or a good follower of Jesus until I was a good husband to Madison that I truly started to change. You can't be a good follower of Jesus and a bad spouse. You can't be spiritually mature and have all knowledge and prophecy and insight, but then you blow off the handle as soon as somebody says something you don't like. There's no such thing as being spiritually mature, but emotionally immature doesn't exist, not a real thing. And if you feel like you have this great spiritual maturity, but you are constantly acting in immature ways, then you need to go back to basics in your relationship with God and in your relationship with others, because it's only when we reach emotional maturity that we can actually match that with spiritual maturity. They're one and the same, just like loving God and loving others is one and the same being spiritually mature and emotionally mature are one and the same. Now in church, we, we would tell, you know, if you can prophesy and cast out demons, that's the big priority. You can be as immature as you want to be as long as you can do that. But that's not how Jesus sees it. That's not what Jesus taught us. He said, many will come in my name saying, didn't I, I, didn't we uh, cast out devils? Didn't we perform miracles in your name? And now you're rejecting us. And he'll say, depart from me. I never knew you. Because doing big things doesn't mean that you have strong relationship with God. Doing little things means you have strong relationship with God. Small everyday acts of kindness, small everyday acts of dedication, loving God the way he desires to be loved, not the way we desire to love him. I'm glad that you feel good after three hours of worship. And and I myself have done the same. But it's not the three hours of worship that God has called us to. It's the 24-7, 365 of loving him by loving others. And and, and sometimes that means big things. And uh, most of the time, that just means small, everyday acts of kindness. Being compassionate, being merciful, being understanding, uh, being emotionally available For other people being somebody that people can share their burdens with that doesn't just try to cast them off and treat them like they're bad people. Let's learn to love people and the everyday small things. Let's learn to love God and the things that don't make us feel like we're loving God, but they make other people feel loved. Let's focus on that. Let's let's shift our priority list to not begging and pleading for revival, but actually going and being revival. To people that need it. Not not talking about and teaching people about God, but what if we just start to demonstrate who God is to the world around us instead? Most people don't need to hear about how much God loves them. They need a representation of what that love looks like. They, they don't need to hear about how much God loves them, but they're gonna go to hell. They need to see a representation of somebody that bears with them through mistakes and wrongdoing and sticks by their side and helps get them out of the pit and helps move them forward in life and get to the better place. That's what people need. They don't need a lesson about God's commandments as much as they need somebody to live out the biggest commandment, love God by loving others. This is a call to action for me. This is a uh, something that I am working on, continue to work on, and honestly, will probably always need to work on because it's easy to get caught up in the big things that seem really shiny and big and important, but really it's the everyday small things that are the most important to what God has called us to do and who God has called us to be. So I challenge you to do the same. Focus on the small, mundane things, the things that don't seem like they have all that much importance in your relationship with God. And I promise that as you do, you're gonna find the heart of God and you're gonna develop closer relationship with him in a way that you never thought possible. I love you all. I thank you so much for watching and I look forward to being back with you next week. Peace out.